It's the DC Tweet Team Podcast. I'm Jonathan Osmond, of course, joined by Maurice Hawkins, and we have finally made it. We are on the verge of week one in the NFL. Technically, it is week one. The Buffalo Bills and the, of course, it is St. Louis Rams. That is not right. The Los Angeles Rams are currently playing as we're recording Thursday night. And so we're here. It's week one. That means the Commanders play on Sunday, September the 11th, which is always kind of odd that mm-hmm. the season kind of starts this way. But hey, Maurice, let's go ahead and kick off the season. Let's, it's always. A time of year where you feel so optimistic, hopefully, about yeah. your team. If you don't, then I don't know what to do for you. But uh, I'll just get to your your immediate thoughts of kind of what you're what you're expecting. I know that you're you got a big plan for this weekend for your for your friends and your group. So yeah, yeah. Why don't you tell everybody what you're doing to start things off? Uh, yeah. So tomorrow I'm going to do a tour. Uh, tomorrow being Friday. Friday, which will probably be today when you listen to the podcast. <laughs> uh, I'm going to do a tour of FedEx with some friends from Mario, England. Uh, Andy Barrows, who, uh, who actually started our, our, this podcast and before he moved on to the um, to the bunker, uh, invited me to a tour with some of his fellow mates from Mario, England. So I'll be joining them for that. And then Saturday night, uh, we're going to meet up at Theismann's. Uh, Theismann restaurant, you know, named at the legendary, you know, um, quarterback Joe Theismann and uh, we, you know we have expecting a lot of tweet team members from across the country I know we got people coming from the Dakotas England uh, Indiana North Carolina you know the DMV so it's going to be a lot of people attending that event so we're looking forward to that and then of course it's the game you know we'll, we'll get there early I got my red zone pass uh, so we can have good parking and get there early so we can tailgate hard, you know, win, win the tailgate and, uh, and then, <laughs> you know, go to the game, see uh, Jacksonville and uh, the commanders do battle and hope for a win. Yeah. I hope you're bringing your rain gear because it looks like it's going to be for every, every outdoor game on the East coast. It looks like it's going to be anywhere between rainy and extremely rainy to kick off week one and i don't remember the last time it feels like the last few home get home week ones have haven't been they've been excellent weather at fedex Mm -hmm. um you know which is always nice to kind of start the season uh you know when things feel good i don't remember like a torrential downpour like hurricane-esque amount of rain but it looks like uh here in here in Charlotte, you know, the Carolina Panthers open against the um, the Browns. So that would have been a cool matchup. Uh, Taylor, or, or sorry, Taylor. I was going to say Taylor Heineke. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know, you had, uh, 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 you know, the old Browns quarterback versus new Browns quarterback, but like Jacoby Brissett's, mm-hmm. it's the Browns QB. So that's lame. Uh, but that's, you know, it's, it's going to be a rain out here. But yeah, I was looking. It's Sunday. Rain showers in the morning will evolve into more steady rain. <laughs> and it's basically like a million percent chance of rain. So hopefully there's no thunderstorms or anything like that, that the game can go on. But then that kind of changes the the dynamic of what you expect to see from the game. Because, you know, as, as many times as you've watched and as well as I do, whenever I see a rainy forecast, I'm thinking they're going to run the ball. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, yeah. Geez, would have been great to have Brian Robinson Jr., yeah, mm. well, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, we're praying for him to have a speedy recovery. And yeah, I saw Jamie Finley. Finley said he was walking around the locker room, no, a uh, little bit of a limp, not a big deal, and mm-hmm. he felt pretty good about seeing him. So, mm-hmm. you know, but what will probably happen though is like a lot of things that occur with any player in Washington is that there will be no doubt some false rumor spread about him, like they did about. Chase Young this week mm-hmm. was the latest hit piece, of course, where apparently he was, uh, was he on the water slide with Ryan Fitzpatrick or at Von Miller's camp? I don't remember. Uh, that I'm not sure. I, I, you know, <laughs> it's, it's hard to keep up with the, uh, the Washington media derangement syndrome. Oh, it wasn't you know? them. It was, uh, somebody from NFL network, some Cardinals reporter of all things. Oh, wow. Claiming that, uh, he, uh, received word that, 
um, Chase Young rebroke his ACL or something out mm-hmm. in, at Von Miller's camp, and the team mm-hmm. had to come out and say, "No, nah, that's not true." Mm-hmm. Um, like he had a serious injury. It's is recovering. It's yeah. what are you talking about? But apparently, you know, as all things in Washington, um, you know, it's either Ryan Fitzpatrick going down a water slide before the uh before the gate before the season starts and secretly breaking his hip, or it's uh Chase Young secretly going out to the Von Miller camp that he did not attend and now apparently breaking or tearing his ACL again. So with the NFL fake news is on steroids, <laughs> you know, fake news, you know, I mean, it's, it's you know, tiring, it, man, you know, it's, it's kind of crazy because we've, we've, we've forgotten the days of actual journalism and now it's just clickbait, right? Let it, me just it really click. is. It's what can you do to get some clicks? What kind of digital poo can I put on the internet for people to click that? Speaking of digital poo, mm-hmm. uh, 538, you know, Nate Silver's blog that he always loves to come out. And if you follow him on election news, mm-hmm. he always comes out election night and he two days and five days before he'll say, this is who's going to win. And then as the returns start coming in, all of a sudden you start to see his predictions change. So mm-hmm. 538 is as reliable as uh, my 2001 Acura uh, TL, which was not very, uh, it, it just lived its life with the check engine light on. Mm-hmm. So this, he, I guess they retweeted or, or they put together their list of 2022 538 NFL quarterback ratings. Mm-hmm. This is how well they think they will come together. Um, do you want to have a guess on where Carson Wentz racked up? Actually, you know what? No, before we go to Carson Wentz, where do you think Dak Prescott ranked? Uh, well, given the uh, the you know the widespread Dallas Cowboys propaganda that had infected all aspects of NFL media, he probably was ranked probably in the top half. You're right. Well, uh, at, so in 2021, dark da- dark. <laughs> it's late. Uh, Dak Prescott was ranked as the fourth best quarterback. You know who number five was? Who? Ben Roethlisberger. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, so that gives you an idea of just what this mm. list is going to look like. So, um, Dak Prescott was, though, in the top ten. It, he was uh, number eight. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the top ten was kind of who you expect. It's Josh Allen, who's really good, Patrick Mahomes, Aaron Rodgers, uh, Tom Brady, Deshaun Watson, maybe, uh, <laughs> Justin Herbert, uh, Matt Stafford, Dak Prescott, and Kirk Cousins. Yeah, sure. I go along with that list. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, let's get, let's go to the one that anybody really cares about. Carson Wentz. Where do you think Carson Wentz was in, uh, on this list of 64 rated quarterbacks? Uh, was he somewhere underneath 35? No, he was just above 35. 35 is Brian Hoyer, uh-huh. who's a backup in the for the Patriots. Mm-hmm. Uh no. It is he's 34. Are you above serious? Him is CJ Bethard, the backup quarterback for the Jaguars that's gonna play Washington mm-hmm. on Sunday. Uh yeah. Um, and above them, uh, so uh, the quarterbacks that they have ranked ahead of Carson Wentz. C.J. Beathard, Nick Bullins, Daniel Jones, Teddy Bridgewater, who's a backup, Nick Mullins, who's a backup, C.J. Beathard, who's a backup, uh, Geno Smith, who darn well should be a backup if he, I, I still cannot, I mean, they're they're clearly tanking the season out there in Seattle, right? Like, we we agree with this, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. and the Steelers, like, they're just going for full tank mode. Oh, and in the, in the Falcons, mm-hmm. right? Like, they're just, they're going all in. Um, Jimmy Garoppolo, who I guess we can say at this moment in time is a backup. Davis Mills, the longest neck in the NFL. Not very good. He's ahead of him. Case Keenum, backup to a tiger. <laughs> um, I, I used to be really good at saying to a tiger. Uh, to a tiger. I can't do it. Tiger. Say it again. 
Tiger Volo. See, I had to practice it. I, I, I need had, the I need the phonetic spelling for that. When know. so that's what I did is when I had my radio show, mm-hmm. I did the phonetic spelling and I nailed it and I got so good at it. Yeah. And I haven't. I didn't get a chance to practice it because I, mean, I didn't think we talked about Tua. But Tua Tiger Volo. Um, yeah, uh, which I, f- I feel bad for messing like a man's name up <laughs> so often, mm-hmm. but I need the phonetic spelling and I didn't do it. Mm-hmm. Um, so Tua, yeah, is ahead of him. Drew Locke, who mm-hmm. I like. I like Drew Locke, but no. Nick Foles, no. Uh, Colt McCoy. Colt McCoy is 12 places ahead of Carson Wentz. You know what? That is That is sheer unadulterated hate <laughs> right the fact that he has so many backup quarterbacks like guys that are gonna be holding clipboards and wearing tennis visors on the sideline are right <laughs> ahead of him that lets you know that the nfl media apparatus is against us like no you are the worst of the worst come on man we hate we hate you, we uh, hate you so yeah much. the worst M- mitch trubisky was ranked 12th on this chart um, Russell Wilson is 13th. That's banana land to me. I that does not make any sense. No, nowhere on God's green earth should Mitch Trubisky be ranked above Russell Wilson in anything. Well, I mean, how can Deshaun Watson be ranked uh number five when he's not gonna play but for four games this year? Yeah. I mean, seriously. Um, yeah. you know, let's yeah. see. Uh, where's Jacoby Brissett? Jacoby Brissett is hanging out in Carson Wentz territory. That is, if that isn't like how much we just genuinely like hate the only, you know, the only starting quarterback I see there's two. Well, I guess technically three right now that I see are four that are lower. I can count <laughs> that I see lower than Carson Wentz. Mark. And I had to remember this. Marcus Mariota is technically your starting quarterback for mm-hmm. the Falcons. Uh, he's ranked 41. Mm-hmm. Um, Oh, Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan is a starting quarterback. He's rated 38th. Nick Foles is actually ahead of him. Nick Foles, who is his backup. Am I right? Like, yeah. it's it's Matt Ryan's team. Matt Ryan is rated lower than Nick Foles. Um, this just goes to show you how, how stupid, stupid these lists are. That um, list is pure trash. <laughs> or, uh, or, oh, or, Justin Fields, I guess. He is a starting quarterback. He's yeah. ranked 43rd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Trevor Lawrence, though, our, the guy we're going to see on Sunday, yeah, uh, 45th. I, I just, I I am in. Fla- flabbergasted. I'm kind of, like, when I saw the list, I said, like, this is some horse ass. And I just, I could not believe um that somebody would put this together and put this out there and go yep that's right i got it yep i nailed it this time um especially when you look at last year where these guys are they had ryan fitzpatrick rated 12th Mm. which i mean look nobody foresaw what was going to happen with fitz but my goodness that's Mm -hmm. embarrassing Uh, um baker mayfield last year was 16th he's now in the like he's near near dead uh, Carson right. Wentz was last year their 32nd ranked starting quarterback. Mm-hmm. That's how they felt about Carson Wentz. So I guess, yeah, um, they're going to treat him just as bad. They moved him back because they don't even, he's not 32nd. He's now down to 34. They put a bunch of uh, guys that you're right. Colt McCoy, I doubt will. I mean, he may play a game. Uh, Kyler Murray yeah. gets hurt, but. Yeah, that's this is this is some trash. But that kind of goes to show you what the expectations are for the commanders outside of the NFL, uh, outside of really Washington. But the nice thing about being a commanders fan is we already know that the Washington media hates the commanders. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, you know, you're going to hear from them that that they're the worst team in the NFL, even though they're playing a team that last year was three and 14. Yeah. Um, ben also had a, co- a a coach that you know kind of went off the rails mid season. Um, Steve <laughs> Spurrier esque. I mean, would you get yeah. you get Spurrier vibes from Urban Meyer, right? Uh, I, I got creep, creepy granddad vibes from Urban Meyer, man. The, those um, 
those videos of him and somebody's <laughs> daughter in that, that sports bar were none too flattering. Wasn't Jay Gruden on that team uh, coaching down there, yeah, too? Yeah, he was. I'm, I'm sure he got tips, he got <laughs> he tips from Jay Gruden. Advice. Jay Gruden, like, this, this, this is how you do it. <laughs> how is Jay Gruden? And and I and I do. Look, I, I love Jay Gruden. But how is Jay Gruden still, like, on the media, on the radio in D.C. when he works for the Rams? I, 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 I have no idea. I think that the, the, the three thing, years yeah. that Ron Rivera's been and they're still calling them. That's like calling your ex-girlfriend and be like, what do you think of my new girlfriend? <laughs> I think they, anybody that they can grab that will savage this team, you know, they're going to have a, a welcome home. With you think Bruce these, Allen, were, after the uh, hearing this week, is going to make a regular appearance on 106.7 The Fan? Hey, anything's possible. <laughs> like, the the culture's damn Bruce. good. Yeah. Yeah. Winning off the field with Bruce Allen. <laughs> Uh, I mean, at least they had the good sense. You know, Vinny Serrato went up to Baltimore. He had a radio mm-hmm. station, a radio show in Baltimore for years, mm-hmm. which I always thought was hilarious. Because, like, are you serious, like that guy? Yeah. But no, uh, it we go and we get Jay, and I like Jay. I think Jay's uh, a a great guy. Somebody I'd love to have a beer with. Somebody mm-hmm. I'd love to have. Uh, I was hoping he was going to get the offensive coordinator job here in Charlotte. Cause I know he'd probably be over at our bar every week. Cause it's right <laughs> outside the practice field. Right. Um, so I thought it'd be really cool. But alas, so I, I hope, I hope it all goes good for Jay. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the Jaguars. Interesting team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think as from an outsider perspective, I find the Jaguars are the team that everybody would also put us as right like yeah dumpster fire teams in the nfl like the jags the browns the texans um who else who else are trash leagues um probably well, i i they're this they historically were re, in the past decade they haven't been a trash team but they're going to be a trash team this year as the seahawks oh the seahawks are going to be gar- garbage they're gonna, yeah yeah they're gonna um, be they're gonna be dumpster fire territory yeah well you remember like when the nfc west was like like no team wanted to win. Yeah. That was a few years ago. <laughs> like no team mm-hmm. wanted to win. Like that's going to be the Seattle Seahawks. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And, and now we've got where this team has gone out and they've, they've made some changes, huge changes, mm-hmm. new coach, tons of free agent acquisitions. And um, so it's hard to even go back and look at what last season they were mm-hmm. because they're kind of not that team anymore. Right. Um, and and I don't know whether you, you're aware of this, but do you know that the reason the Jacksonville Jaguars exist is actually because of the Washington Redskins? Are you serious? Absolutely. So Jack Kent Cook had the media rights to pretty much all the South. Mm-hmm. Like the Washington Redskins were the team of the South. And the 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 league wanted to expand. And so it was kind of, they were thinking like, all right, what are some markets? And Jack Kent Cook had to give up uh, the Carolinas and he gave up Northern Florida. And the idea was if you give up those areas, you'll also put a stop to the Baltimore Ravens expansion. Mm. And um, originally um, FedEx field was supposed to be at the Laurel racetrack. He was mm. trying to buy that, that land. It didn't work out. I remember so that. Yeah, yeah, that's why I ended up in up Marlboro, um, you know, where it is today. But um, the idea was that if you put it right there, then you'd get your Baltimore fans, you'd get your your PG County fans. You, you may still get your Northern Virginia fans. Mm-hmm. But um, so he gave up the Carolinas and he gave up Jacksonville. And uh, so the reason why that there is a Jacksonville Jaguars team is because of Jack King Cook and the Washington Redskins. Wow. I know you're a little bit of history. That's all I know, really. That's, that's, <laughs> that's all the history. That's much more than most. <laughs> well, it's kind of funny. Is like you know the radio station I used to work for, like they were a Washington Redskins radio affiliate, and they had been mm-hmm. since 1965. And they were like, "Well, it's just it's our team. It's team of the south." Mm-hmm. And um, you go down around northern Florida, and and uh, all throughout, like mm-hmm. even when um, the Buccaneers came in, I mean th- those were all. Um, 
Redskins, Washington Redskins and Dallas mm-hmm. Cowboys. Like, that was it. Like, And that's a big reason why the fan base is as large as it is today because absolutely. of those fans in the South. Absolutely. One of my good friends that just moved back to Florida, grew up in Florida, spent some time in Northern Virginia, but, I mean, he grew up a Redskins fan mm-hmm. in Florida. Wow. So, yeah, and he went full Florida man and moved back. So, <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, so this team, the – Jaguars, I mean, you remember offseason. It was crazy. It seemed like that every free agent signing was getting a huge payday. They went and got mm-hmm. Christian Kirk from the from the Cardinals, Evan Ingram from the Giants, Zay Jones from the Raiders, uh, Brandon Sheriff. Remember mm-hmm. our man? Mm-hmm. Brandon Sheriff and Wes Schweitzer. Remember? Mm-hmm. They went and got yeah. Wes, and we're like, oh, man, that's the one you get. Yeah. Um, and uh, as well as uh, Darius Williams from the Rams. And then they went and they drafted uh, Snoop Connor uh, mm-hmm. as a running back and Luke Fortner. Now, last season, you know, the, the Jags, they lost both their running backs. Mm-hmm. And they really had no wide receivers. And that's maybe could be to blame why um, they were so bad on offense. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they, nobody threw it to. Right. But I mean, look, last year Evan Ingram was was garbage yeah. um, against us. I mean, he was non-factor. Uh, Christian Kirk, did we play the Cardinals? I feel like we did. Not last no. year. The no, year no, before no, last. Did. Yeah, we did play though. Um, the Radars. Yeah. And you you were out there. Yeah, yeah. And Zay Jones. I mean, he was three for twenty-one against the. Uh, than Washington football team, mm-hmm. but but not really. I mean, he had a he had a good season, but not like a, a season that was like I they they got themselves two like star wide stud wide receivers, mm-hmm. a a tight end that I thought Evan Ingram was better than what he was when right. I saw when I when they signed Evan Ingram, I was thinking like, oh man. It's going to be like another one of these situations like we're, oh, here we go again, mm-hmm. you know, and then, uh, no, I, I I was surprised to look at his stats and realize that he is he, he is uh, virtually a non-factor in a lot of, at least last season. Uh, I guess we go back to some of the Jay Gruden games where he would have uh, definitely exercised on us because Jay never had the team ready. Right. But uh, speaking of Jay, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, what? I, I guess for Brandon Sheriff, I mean, he signed that huge three-year, $50 million deal mm-hmm. to come join the team. I mean, good for him. Didn't want to sign here. Do you think it's going to matter more to Brandon Sheriff on Sunday or to Carson Wentz? Uh, Carson Wentz. Uh, or is it going to be the West Schweitzer revenge game? They let him go. <laughs> I'm gonna block really, really hard. <laughs> if they get me on the field, I'm gonna block like I never blocked before. I'm gonna, I'm gonna pancake everybody. Oh. I'm, gonna, I'm gonna pancake <laughs> Ron Rivera. <laughs> Look, that field. If it's rated on Sunday, it. I guarantee they're probably. If we made sure that they're not gonna do like their typical thing where Bruce Allen would, they'd have like a like a monster truck rally the Friday night before the game. You know, so make it nice and sloppy like, for the opposition, huh? <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah, basically, yeah, they'd have like a grave digger competition. Uh, you know, they might even have a competition. Just, they'll just get a monster truck just to drive on the stadium. <laughs> yeah, Daniel Snyder be out there in the middle of the field, like, welcome to <laughs> Field. Yeah, I mean, just like nonsense. Ruin the field. They'd be like, this game's unplayable. Yeah. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. I, 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 I do think that this game means a lot for Carson Wentz because I mean, the Jacksonville. Jaguars killed their, the Colts' playoff chances last year. Oh, yeah. It was completely embarrassing. Yeah. And that's what what, guys, it's a, what they claimed got him fired. Yeah, that's what they, the owner just went straight ham on. Uh, still. Yeah. Still going ham on him. Yeah, I think he has a voodoo doll of Carson Wentz, man. <laughs> I was just like, I don't like you. <laughs> Trevor Lawrence last, uh, it, uh, you know, in that final game of the season. Mm-hmm. At no, they were playing at home, and they surprisingly had sixty thousand people there. I don't think there's ever been sixty thousand people at at the TIAA field at, in Jacksonville. 
they still got the pool there, right? Like, you, yeah, most of the most of the field is like really just a giant ass hot tub, right? So, but you know, they, they found two. They got a whole bunch of field goals, and mm-hmm. they found uh, and Trevor Lawrence threw a couple touchdowns, and I think that was maybe the only time that that's ever happened. Mm-hmm. But my goodness, they just could not get it together that final game of the year. Um, you know, Carson Wentz lost, had three fumbles, lost one, um, or the team did, uh, but he was 17 for 29, 185 and a mm-hmm. touchdown and an interception. Um, and Trevor Lawrence put on a clinic, 22, 32, 222 and two touchdowns. I mean, is that I, the Trevor Lawrence we're going to get on Sunday? You think, I, yeah. <laughs> I, you know, I, I here's the thing. <laughs> Is I think that changes up the whole your whole game plan for Sunday mm-hmm. has to be now um, that it's going to be it was 76 degrees in humid. So it was a, a, a nice day in December or January mm-hmm. down in Florida. It ain't going to be a nice day. It's going to be 77 and raining like it's never rained before. Like there's going to be arcs in the park. There's going to be more <laughs> arcs in the FedEx field parking lot than there was during the great flood. So that's going to be a lot of arcs. I think it's going to be a lot of arcs. You better yeah. bring your arc. Uh, there'll be two, two of every kind. will be walking mm-hmm. in the stadium. I just, I, I think your game plan at that point, right? Is you can't be throwing the ball. You're going to no, be you, running. Yeah. You're definitely going to be running. So um, speaking of that, how's Antonio Gibson feeling? Well, didn't they say they have complete confidence in it? That's what Coach Rivera said. Well, yeah. What are you going to go out there and be like, we don't trust this guy? Yeah, he's not going to say that. He said, he probably said, whispered, you know, I really don't, I, I really don't trust you, but uh, I'm going to tell everybody else I do. I but, have uh, to. I so. have to trust. You're my only, help me, Obi-Wan. You're my only hope. Right. Right? <laughs> like, I mean, I mean, I guess, you know, do we see added touches for J.D. McKissick in this game, you think? I mean, you're going to, it's going to be a run heavy game I, you may even see uh number 10 out there running the ball i mean you gotta you, you, you can't pass if it's gonna be like torrential downpours right i mean how good is terry mclaurin gonna be in the rain we still haven't seen uh um we, we're not gonna we haven't seen dotson mm-hmm. really so you're gonna see dotson in the rain um we, it looks like cam sims is on the injury report still dealing with a concussion Mm-hmm. So we're not going to have um, Logan Thomas likely on Sunday. Mm-hmm. So I, I, I look, I still think that Washington can put this one away, but I, I think it's going to be a lot different game plan than what if we're we expecting that this is going to be like air it out, air raid style. Like, so or, a lot, a lot of pressure is going to be on Gibson and company to really move that ball between the twenties. So. Yeah, and which you know. If he starts, if he starts fumbling, FedEx yeah. is going to turn on him. Well, here's the thing about it, right? You know, other teams can lose week one, and panic mode's not going to ensue. Oh yeah. I think that if we go out here and we, you know, blank the bed week one, and we lose to Jacksonville, I mean, you know, that this this fan base is is real edgy right now, man. Real edgy. <laughs> they, there's no margin for error right now. So, because the bottom line is that Jacksonville could, in fact, be an improved team. Sure. But it's what is that that Jacksonville brand? Like, people say this team is trash. So, people are going into that game expecting they, to, to they win. They think we're trash. Like, that's the thing, right? It's like two Spider-Men of both trash pointing to each other. <laughs> But you like, know we, you know we're 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 delusional. Like we're gonna win, so sure. I th- I think they they don't believe that. That's the difference. Um, sure. but we're fans. We're supposed to be delusional. Yeah. But I think that's gonna be the one the one thing that's gonna be the separator of it is mm-hmm. is who's gonna run the ball better for Jacksonville. Mm-hmm. Um, they lost both their running backs last year. So mm-hmm. James Robinson, who's still hurt, he got hurt in December. Mm-hmm. Um and he's not expected to play because he hasn't been hit yet in practice. Mm-hmm. And uh Travis Atine, he was lost uh, all season. 
Mm-hmm. So we may see Travis Satine, who hasn't played. Um, he's been a non-factor in the preseason. Mm-hmm. So either they're trying to save him from a big hit. So that may be really interesting as he mm-hmm. gets hit or or having to deal with the slop. And then, you know, it, real NFL play for the first time, really, mm-hmm. in his career. Um, if James Robinson, they put him out there, do they really want to risk it on week one against right. a non-division opponent? Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's going to be wild. Um, yeah. And, uh, Washington's got to have that defense looking better. That defense, that defense so far in the preseason looked like hot garbage. Yeah, right? I, I, fair. I was not, I, I was not impressed with uh, the defense in the, yeah. in the preseason. I mean, I know it, everybody's vanilla and stuff like that, but I mean, I mean, uh, he's gonna look. You don't be vanilla in Washington, otherwise Dan's gonna say, put some ice cream on your desk. <laughs> right? Yeah, ice cream out of here. Right? <laughs> right. He he will fly back to Washington. Mm-hmm. From the yacht, and and or maybe he'll send Tanya to put some ice cream on on uh, on Jack Dell. He's going to bring Jack Dell Hero to Jack Dell Zero's desk. Do you he's, think, uh, you know, just going to uh, Del Rio? Do you think he's on the hot seat? Like if we start off slow and the defense gives up, you know, lots of yards and D line he can't make any plays like we saw last year. Do you think there's a possibility of an end season firing for him? I mean, I think you've seen. The reason why Sam Mills is gone because he mm-hmm. clashed with the defensive linemen, mm-hmm. right? That's supposed to be your your stars, your studs, right. your bell cows, and Sam Mills couldn't get it together. Mm-hmm. And on the the day that his dad is honored, yeah, <laughs> in the Hall of Fame, they 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 say we're we're done. We're we don't need your services. <laughs> you, could, you you turn the clipboard. Yeah. So that's not great. No. Um, and it kind of tells me that. Thankfully, I mean, this was Sam Mills was somebody who came from Carolina mm-hmm. uh, and Ron has had this like unhealthy um, devotion to his guys mm-hmm. and he needs to be able to start breaking up with his guys. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I, I think he realizes he has to win. The opportunity to win is now. Right. They're trying to say that this is going to be a year for them to to improve because i know that even with all of the carte blanche that ron has here in washington and all the nonsense he's had to deal with mm-hmm. but that's all going to go away if he can't turn around this season if he can't show some marked uh improvement you know you can't run around and say like my uh co- my quarter we finally got a quarterback Mm-hmm. We we drafted a wide receiver. We locked up our other wide receiver. Um, you know, like things are going to be good around here. Mm-hmm. And then and then lay an egg every Sunday. You can't that's, go do that and get three wins. What well, that's really a, a great observation because the team has made such an investment in improving the passing game. Right? I mean, no yeah. matter no matter what you think of Carson Wentz, he is an upgrade to Taylor Heineke as far as the signal caller goes, and. The fact that, like you said, they did sign uh, Terry McLaurin's out long-term uh, contract, and they drafted Jahan Dotson. So, I mean, Washington is signaling, like, we expect improved uh, pa- uh, passing play this year. You know, we expect the receivers to be more of, of an impact um, portion of the team, you know, making some plays. So if that doesn't happen – you know, I think once again, the panic starts to set in, you know, with the fan base and, uh, you know, it's, you know, again, every team is under the gun right now, yeah. but it's, it's really like year three, Washington has to make a step forward. So, you know, that definitely puts a lot of pressure on coach Rivera to get it right and get it right early. Uh, I think you start, I mean, I think if you're, if we lose to Jacksonville, like I said earlier, you know, I think a, a big time panic starts to set in. We don't want to be a one and two, Oh, and three you type of situation. Yeah. I mean, we, as much as we also think like we, we look like we're, we play the, um, we play the Lions and the Jacksonville Jaguars. And we mm-hmm. both sat here and said mm-hmm. that we, that the commanders are going to start two and oh. We yeah. both said that. Yeah. Yeah. And if they come out and they find a way to go one and one or oh, and two, mm-hmm. yeah, it's going to get, 
they will not be able to even give away season ticket hold uh, no. season tickets. Have you like, have you have you watched Hard Knocks? I have not had a chance to watch Hard Knocks. So I have it, it in my HBO queue. So it's you know they're they're highlighting the Detroit Lions. I know, and I love Hard Knocks. Yeah, and uh, you know uh, their head coach Dan Campbell, that guy's intense, man. Oh yeah, like, he is. He, he looks like he's, he's, he's last he's, year. Remember, he was crying and he was yeah. yelling and yeah. I mean, he's very emotional. So, um, you know, that could be good or bad. But the point being, like, you know, just with a little bit of hard knock that I watched, just giving that that insider's look at the mm-hmm. Detroit Lions. You know, he has a lot of passion, and a lot of fire, and you know, and he's conveying it to his players. So I say all this, saying that right now, even though you would look at the schedule and say, "Oh, Jacksonville." And Detroit are easy wins. They're yeah. not easy wins. I mean, they're not. No. I mean, I mean, these aren't. There's no easy games in the NFL. Maybe so, the uh, well, yeah, they're, they're Giants. <laughs> they're bad. Yeah, they are. They are still really bad. Yeah, but you know, again, we can't take this game for granted. You know, and I think no. that. Um, I mean, even like, even if we win a game, but if it's like a 2019 win where we could have lost, you know, everything like that. I mean, there's going to be like, oh, yeah, we won, but it's going to be like an apprehension. Like, I feel like if the win's not a, like, decisive touchdown score or more win on Sunday, I think this fan base will be unsettled. I mean, so really, you know, we need to see execution all three phases of the game. We need to see some spectacular plays. I mean, weather may impact it to a certain degree, but we need to see the offense executing at a high level and uh, we need for the defense more broadly with the defensive line in particular to get some pressure on Trevor Lawrence and company, you know, and be more disruptive because like you said, in the, in the preseason, you know, the D line had more question marks than answers. If you ask me. Oh, absolutely. And, and I mean, look, Duran Payne's playing for a contract. You're not going right. to have Chase Young. Right. Montez Sweat has to be that guy. Right. And you're going to have what Shaka Tony maybe out there. Um, like you, you, you gotta have got like the, the game has to slow down for the, for the younger players, uh, mm-hmm. Fladarius, uh, mm-hmm. he's, um, uh, Mathis, uh, was that right? Um, yeah. Our, our, our rookie, he, um, you know, he's on our injured reserve list or not mm-hmm. injured reserve. He's on our, um, our Pop injury list. list. Yeah. So, um, hopefully he gets it together. Cause you know, I think we could probably see him out there. Mm-hmm. But I I think defense is my biggest question mark. Yeah, less than Carson Wentz. Yeah, defense has to really has to really go out and show out. And right. if you have a sloppy game, which means you're going to have, I think, ample opportunities for interceptions, for fumbles, for mm-hmm. sacks. Um, that it has to it has to, you have to get home. Mm-hmm. And if we start seeing, um. Yeah, you know, if, if we if we don't see defensive the defensive line get home, that's I I think you're going to start to see heads roll. You yeah. have to, you have to. Well, to me right now is that you know Washington needs to play like they're desperate because they are. They are. They need to because it's. I He's mean, I know they're on fire football. Yeah, like I know it's the beginning of the season. Everybody's undefeated. Blah blah blah. But they, it's like they're already coming into the season almost like with an 0-2 mentality. Like, they're down. Oh, they're already right? written off as dead. Yeah, exactly. I mean, Carson Wentz is the 38th worst quarterback in the NFL or whatever, yeah. according to 538. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, to me, it's that when nobody has any expectations for you, you know, you know, moderate improvement will seem or like you show a up lot. And, <laughs> and give them what they want. You know, the thing is, I look at it and see this. Last year where everybody likes to say that Carson Wentz was absolutely trash. He was the Colts were nine of eight mm-hmm. were nine and eight. Right. Mm-hmm. So not great. Uh, banked up offensive line, amazing running back, mm-hmm. but he was, he threw for 3,500 yards, 27 touchdowns, seven interceptions. Uh, had was sacked 32 times. Like, he took a ton of sacks and mm-hmm. throughout his career, he usually averages around 32 sacks mm-hmm. um, at a game or, or a season. So, I mean, 
if you can just get that production though mm-hmm. if you can get maybe where he's not getting assaulted if you can get 27 touchdowns and seven interceptions 3500 yards when's the last time Washington's had a quarterback still over 3500 yards <laughs> I, mean, I think we win we yeah. win handedly um throughout all of against all of our opponents with those numbers on oh, and if if Wentz played on Washington's team last year, we would have made the playoffs. Yeah, totally. I mean, it is without question. Let's see. Last year, Taylor Heineke was 20 touchdowns, 20 touchdowns in four, uh, 50, 20 touchdowns, 15 interceptions, mm-hmm. 3,400 yards. So m- Carson was roughly the same amount of yards, much more productive. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he. I mean, he cuts. He cuts down Heineke's intercept, interception total more than half. You know, he's increased his um, touchdown um, passes plus seven, and had plus one hundred more yards. Give yeah. or take. And and so, Taylor took 38, uh, 38 sacks. Mm-hmm. Of course, he did run quite a bit last year. Right. And that's what you know. His shiftiness was was always amazing. Um, let's see what last year. Kind, he only kind had of like, one rushing touchdown, 313 yards uh, yeah. on the season. You know, I that doesn't, to me, that doesn't make up. That other touch, that one touchdown doesn't do it for me. Right. Right? Like, I I, I think we're, I think we're going to be okay. I, I think the thing is, is that, you know, there's a, like I said, there's a lot of pressure on Washington more broadly, Rivera specifically to win this game. You know, just oh, yeah. because I think even like right now, it's like even if you win the game, it's like it's like there's no relief. Oh well, we got the Lions, we got to win another game. Oh well, we got to we got to play the Eagles. So it's like it's so I feel like it's so important for them to get some momentum early, right? Mm-hmm. And I think that you know we can't even look down the road. Like we got to be like, okay, it's just Jacksonville, nothing else, nothing else matters. And then hopefully we get that win. Then we go, okay, it's just. Uh, the Lions, nothing just the Lions, matters. just the Eagles, just the yeah. Cowboys, yeah, just the Titans, yeah. Um, then the Bears, who who knows what they look like, right? The Packers, we know that they're going to be good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the Colts, who knows what the Colts are going to be, right? And then the Kirk Cousins show back at the Eagles, mm-hmm. um, and then Davis Mills. So, I mean, really, until they get to week 11, mm-hmm. you got a bunch of question marks and a bunch of question marks and guys that are going to be tough. Mm-hmm. If we're being honest with ourselves. Yeah, I, I think the thing is that, you know, if we don't start off fast, you know, I think that I don't think Coach Rivera is in danger of losing his job, but I think there's some coordinators and assistant coaches uh, that'll watch out. <laughs> so. Yeah. I'm going to say that there's probably going to be a call for uh, uh Turner. Did we get fired? I- I'm going to say at least in the first quarter from some drunkards at, at our bar here in Charlotte, <laughs> there's always, there's always somebody yelling about Scott Turner. Shut up. I'm like, really? That's like, such a, <laughs> that's such a classic uh, phrase drunkard. Yeah. <laughs> right. Well, the astute drunkard in the corner. Of the uh, yeah. um, so anyway, are you willing to put a, make a prediction, make a prediction for uh, Sunday? I'm a homer. So I'm going to say Washington 24 Jacksonville 20. Okay. So four point game. Yeah. So wait, if, they're going to try to kick it in the rain. Is that what, is that how you're getting 24? Uh, yeah. Oof. Yeah. All right. We'll see what 24, happens. 24, 20, 24, 20, mm-hmm. man. So probably miss field goal from Jacksonville. Uh, I think I'll say a miss field goal from Jacksonville. I'll say a defensive touchdown. <laughs> now you're just, now you're just crazy. I'm just, just out here. Just, I'm just winging it. You're right. just wild now, yeah. as they say. Yeah, Kendall Fuller will get an interception for a touchdown. Well, he's a he is a captain. 
Yeah. So Captain Fuller will be out there Captain, showing out. Yeah, Captain, yeah, Captain Fuller. And uh I think um I think John Bates will have a big game. John Bates. Yeah, John Bates is going to, re- uh, you know, he's recovered from his calf injury. Mm-hmm. So, sure. Yeah. Okay. I could see him. Uh, I think he could be making some clutch possessions that extend some drives, you know, on third down, like a third and four, 35 situation. Um, you know, I think Samuel might have like a spectacular play or two. Curtis you know? Samuel. If Curtis Samuel has a play, I think the whole, the whole Washington football team will go like, yeah. Fan base will lose their mind. I think I think the Washington fan base will lose their mind if Curtis Samuel has a monster play. If he's a touchdown, that, yeah, I think they have a. I think they'll have a. Um, they'll lose their mind if Carson Wentz has a deep ball for a touchdown. You know, you you clearly see the NF, the arm talent. Um, I think that they'll lose their mind if you know if um, the the interior defensive line, you know, Deron Payne and uh, John Allen wreaks some havoc. You know. You know, put some pressure on uh, on Lawrence. You know, you know. So I think there's some there's some wild factors there. You know, I like it. I like it. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, I I'm gonna go with. I do feel like Washington will win. I also agree, though. It's gonna be close. I think it's gonna mm-hmm. be a lot closer than what we hope. Mm-hmm. And I think there's gonna be a lot of, of course, everything that happens in Washington. It's going to be, oh, we're going to have lots of questions. Yeah. So, you know, I think we're going to, um, I think the noise, the noise around Washington is going to be tough. I hope we get to see Cam Curl mm-hmm. on Sunday. I think he's going to play a big part. Mm-hmm. I want to see that defense more than, uh, I think the offense is, the offense is going to get so many excuses mm-hmm. for the weather being trash. Mm-hmm. But man, it's gonna be the defense has to show up. So I'm I gonna agree. say it's gonna be one of those ten to fourteen type games. Oh, I think it's gonna okay. be real low scoring. Okay. Um, but if they let if we see a defense like we saw in the preseason, if that like we're you know, against the Chiefs and the mm-hmm. players are just running wild down the mm-hmm. field and the only way that they're not scoring is because of mistakes in the passing game. Mm-hmm. <sighs> I I I dread I dread what this is going to look like. I I I hope that Washington has better play calling in the red zone. Historically, this team has been abysmal in the red zone. You know, um, you know. I remember even back when Kirk Cousins was here, we were struggling to get that fade pattern. You know, <laughs> yeah. it was always the fade pattern to the shortest player on the team. Yeah, every yeah. time, like, all right, who's the one that's four foot three? Yeah, let's throw the fade to him in the corner <laughs> of the end zone. Yeah, every time, hilarious. <sighs> yeah, yeah. Oh man, if they hit a fade, mm-hmm. if they hit a fade against the Vikings, oh my god! <laughs> if they hit a fade against the Vikings, yeah, yeah, that's what I want to see. But that's, like, I'm, that's a meta I, insult. And completely. I've been watching as we've been recording this the the Bills and and uh, the the Bills and the Rams here, and just seeing the defenses, seeing the well the play of caliber so far. I mean, it's been fantastic. But right, I mean, seeing these Von are, I mean, Miller out there just yeah. putting on a clinic. I mean, these are team two teams that we could quite realistically see playing in the Super Bowl. So oh, totally. Yeah. Totally. Yeah, I think the Buffalo, if Buffalo is not one of your AFC favorites, then you're not paying attention. There's a whole mood around Buffalo right now. There's a whole movement about Buffalo getting in the Super Bowl and winning. So it's uh um it's national. So Yeah, America's America's new America's team? No, no, no. They're not they're not, they're not there on that level. I mean I think that they I think Buffalo deserves the hype. Dallas not so much. Not saying no, not Dallas. Dallas calls themselves America's team, but that's like America's deadbeat dad. Yeah. <laughs> like, you just all I got to do is disappoint you every uh, Amer- America's drunk uncle. Yeah. Hey, did you get me anything for Christmas? No, son, did not. No, did not. I did not get you something, but did I? Did you get me something? I'm <laughs> dead after all. Yeah. Like, no, no. Uh, that's the Dallas Cowboys. But no, I really think, like, every year there's always that team that, like, America pulls for. Like, 
it embodies everything that is about the NFL. And it's so, Buffalo. It's, it's Buffalo. I think it's Buffalo. It's I, Buffalo. I truly agree with you. I think it's Buffalo. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it was the Chiefs the year that they went to the Super Bowl. Like, mm-hmm. like the everybody coalesced around the Chiefs. I guess unless you're in their division. Yeah. Um, you know, probably Seattle the year that they went to their Super Bowl. That kind yeah. of they, you know, kind of like you know, it's a feel good team. I would love it to come around us. I would love to have that feeling around this team. Mm-hmm. I think it was back in the nineties and the eighties for sure. Yeah. We haven't had that feeling. And I, I feel like uh, maybe, I don't know if you have it. If this isn't a team that makes you feel like this could be one of those uh, 1987, 1982 Redskins teams where you got, you know, cast off players over the hill players, uh, playing for more than what they are coach playing for his life. Cause remember Joe Gibbs, they were calling for him to get fired after his first season. Yeah. Um, so if there isn't that kind of same mindset around this team, I don't know what is. So anyway, mm-hmm. that's it. We'll see what happens. Hopefully they pull it off on Sunday. And then, uh, you know, if, 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 uh, Maurice does not die of, uh, hypothermia, um, then he'll be back to join next week. Yeah. Fingers crossed. <laughs> yeah. Maybe you can get one of your other uh, pals. If they also, uh, you're going to get some like Oregon trail level diseases probably sitting out there in the weather. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. What is it? The t- t- typhoid Mary. You're going to get typhoid fever for sure. Oh God, man. Like just yeah. wish all these horrible things on me. Uh, I mean, you're going to be sitting out in the rain. I mean, th- th- we know better than that, but no. All right. Yeah. Have fun. Yeah, maybe they'll just, maybe they'll, they'll do is they'll just put like a giant tarp over the whole thing. Like maybe one of those blue tarps you get at Lowe's, like when your yeah. room starts leaking. I will definitely have, put one of that over the whole thing. I will definitely have my North Face jacket at the ready. So, yeah. That, yeah. Keeps the, that keeps the water off. And if you're going out there, do the same. Get, get whatever, rain or pallet, anything. You yeah. have a, uh, I think that's going to be the best way to watch oh. it, or just you know, come to our bar and sit inside and watch it. And also, if you're coming out to the game, wear that Nike dry fit because it's quick drying when you get wet. So. There you go. All right. Well, let's see. Hopefully, it happens. Hopefully, we get a victory.